Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Hey, welcome back to the program. Live Mike, episode 14. Grateful to you for tuning in. We've been throughout the morning so far, and we will continue uh, throughout uh, most of the show, although we are going to take some diversions. There are some uh, some fascinating stories beyond uh, this drone strike in Iraq, which killed Major General Qasem Soleimani, who had threatened Americans and killed countless uh, hundreds of uh, Americans. We're going to talk about a few other things throughout the day as well, uh, but this is such a big deal. We are going to give it the attention it deserves. Uh, in in the first segment, I shared with you everything uh, that the other members of Utah's uh, federal delegation had to say on this. And uh, the attitude was pretty universal that this bad guy had uh, coming. He had it coming and he got what he deserved. Uh, there is a theme throughout many of the comments, though, or many of the reactions from Utah's federal delegation uh, that we would like to be informed and we would like to know what the plan is moving forward. Uh, the, the last uh, is among the group which we still have yet to hear from is Congressman Rob Bishop, who joins me on the phone right now. In full disclosure, and I've told you this a number of times, I used to work uh, for Congressman Bishop back in Washington. I was a, a congressional aide back there, and I thank the congressman for joining me here on the program. Sir, how are you? Thank you, Lee. It's good to talk to you. I, I don't know if the verb worked is appropriate, uh, but you were on the staff. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, let me ask you straight out. You, you, this morning, woke up to news of this strike. Uh, what was your first reaction? What were the first thoughts that you had? Uh, nothing like this can ever be taken lightly, or it should never be taken lightly. But in this particular situation, where you had somebody who has very very definitely um, uh, attacked United States citizens as well as our assets, and also has um, very definitely planned future attacks and future strikes, has been involved in destabilization efforts in Yemen and in Lebanon with Hezbollah and in Syria. Um, this seems like the appropriate approach, and, and, and I think somewhat of a restrained approach to take in this particular situation. So I, I have to support uh, the president as commander-in-chief for going in there to try and protect Americans going forward and putting down the marker that the United States takes this type of activity seriously, because obviously the Iranians don't take restraint as something that's a positive thing to do. I've been following Twitter, and I know how much you are a big fan of Twitter. Uh, and. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, on there. I'm seeing uh, the comments from many on the Democrat side uh, talking about how many lives uh, this move will endanger and how much damage, certainly uh, in terms of diplomacy, that this uh, will cause with our relationship there, our relationships plural in the Middle East. How, how do you what do you think about all that? Well, I, you know, I'm, I, I think when President Obama made the decision to take out Osama bin Laden, uh, there were some that would probably say that may make al-Qaeda mad, too. I don't necessarily think that was the reason not to have done it. This is a situation that I think is, is much different. Uh, he was in violation of a U.N. resolution uh, in, instituting a travel ban. He was leading a foreign power into Iraq with the purpose of everything up to including a coup on the government of Iraq. He was, uh, he was, he was involved in attacking U.S. bases and U.S. military and U.S. civilians. Uh, this is certainly different. And, and obviously, one pundit once said that we've been involved in an undeclared war with Iran since the beginning of the Obama administration, but it's been a one-sided affair where they do all the shooting and we show the restraint. Obviously, showing restraint to Iran is something they do not respect. So the, uh, the ability of being involved in this kind of battlefield maneuvers, battlefield tactics with somebody actively involved in planning to attack United States assets and civilians again um, is, is totally justified. And perhaps it sends a message that we should have sent a long time ago that the United States will respond, uh, will respond actively when, when threatened by a foreign country. This move last night was not something done after a vote uh, from Congress or uh, even with much consultation with Congress. Was that appropriate? Uh, the President of the United States has power legally to do whatever it takes when the, when the lives of Americans or troops are threatened without a, without a proactive vote of, of Congress. So uh, what he did is definitely is legal. And uh, once again, I, I think it, it's, it's important to send a message that there is only so much. I mean, the United States doesn't act act irresponsibly, and they they don't act flippantly, especially on these kinds of issues. But the United States has been trying to be restrained for a long time. Even President Trump has shown a great deal of restraint with actual attacks on the United States citizens and assets. Uh, there comes a time when foreign powers, who obviously don't respect restraint, have got to be told very clearly and very properly the United States will respond to defend ourselves. What do you, uh, number one, what do you expect? And number two, what do you want to see uh, in terms of congressional interaction uh, with this issue moving forward? Well, I'm, I'm sure there is going to be, uh, the administration will come back and give uh, and, and give reports to Congress as to what it, it did. That's one of the times where I'm actually grateful that Chris Stewart from our delegation is on the Intelligence Committee. He receives he receives uh, regular uh, regular briefings on all sorts of things that he is even not at liberty to respond or or retell. But having him there gives us an a source of understanding uh, that he will be probably the first to receive some kind of briefing, and I think the rest of us in Congress will also, depending on what kind of uh, responsibilities we have. I'm sure as a member of the Armed Services Committee. When we get back there, starting in, uh, starting in next Tuesday, we're going to receive all sorts of briefings. You have served on the readiness subcommittee. Are we ready for whatever comes our way? I hope so. I, I always worry about the readiness of American sources, simply because 
for over a decade, we went through this process of making repeated cuts to the military spending and military manpower. And the last, um, let's say, four years, there has been a bicameral and bipartisan approach to try and change that as we are trying to increase our readiness. But, um, but there's always the fear that we have, we have moved too slowly in being prepared. Only time is going to be able to tell whether we did move too slowly in the past or whether we have to increase our actions in the future. Very good. Uh, Ex-Utah's First District Congressman Rob Bishop, we've now heard from uh, Utah's entire federal delegation, and the attitude is pretty much unanimous that uh, there was a terrorist, and he had done bad things, terrible things, the worst of things, uh, had taken American lives, and that the actions last night under the direction of our president uh, to take him out in an American MQ-9 Reaper drone strike uh, was appropriate and warranted, and it had been a long time coming. Uh, Congressman, I'm grateful to you for joining us uh it's always good to talk to you you're doing a phenomenal job well, that's kind yeah, of you to say i'm being a voice of utah all righty thank you so much congressman rob bishop representing uh utah's first district that's uh up northern utah and and out off into the duchene and vernal area uh there's a lot on the program still to come in the next segment uh we're going to speak to uh, another candidate for governor uh, Zachary Moses will be my guest in studio. Uh, after that conversation, we're going to move back onto this topic uh, of the, the drone strike, which took out a terrorist, uh, someone who had killed Americans, uh, this Kassam Soleimani. Uh, we're going to see what uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has to say. And then later on, uh, we're going to see what different cities around the United States, especially coastal cities, New York and Los Angeles, uh, what they're doing uh, just to, to, to prepare for uh, what may be some... Uh, I don't know, uh, a warning of possible attacks, uh, retaliatory attacks. Uh, there's a concentration of uh, cyber attack threats, which we're gearing up uh, to combat against. Uh, so anyway, that's all next coming up uh, on this program. Later on, uh, we are also going to speak to some high school students. Uh, we read in the news that Salt Lake City School District is considering maybe pushing back the start time. And uh, so we'll have someone uh, joining us from the district. And then here in studio, we're going to talk to the president and vice president of the student body of East High School. Uh, going to see what they have to say uh, about this topic. That's all uh, coming up on today's episode 14 of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.